Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, April 3rd, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, GM soars and Toyota slips in March sales. Price cuts help boost Tesla's deliveries. And Ford Credit launches its first consumer ad campaign. Plus, Lithia officially overtakes AutoNation as the top dealership group in the U.S. They're really differing strategies, and that's where you end up with Lithia rising to number one and and AutoNation falling to number two after being at the top spot for 25 years. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors' U.S. sales rose sharply for the third straight quarter. GM says first quarter sales rose 18%. Volume was up 16% at Chevrolet, 7.6% at GMC, 99% at Buick, and 29% at Cadillac. Toyota, which is still saddled with some of the industry's lowest stockpiles, said March sales dipped more than 9%. That's despite a pretty good showing from the Lexus division, which saw sales jump 12%, but it wasn't enough to offset a 12% drop in the much larger Toyota division. GM easily topped Toyota, winning the quarter by more than 125,000 new vehicles sold. Honda's U.S. sales rebounded, gaining 8% across the two brands, while Korean affiliates Hyundai and Kia racked up record results in March as Hyundai reported a 27% jump and Kia sales picked up by 20%. Most other automakers will be reporting over the next day or so. Tesla posted record quarterly vehicle deliveries after cutting prices of its cars, but quarter-on-quarter sales growth was modest because of rising competition and a questionable economic outlook. The automaker delivered almost 423,000 vehicles in the first three months. That's up 4% from the previous quarter and 36% higher than in the same quarter a year ago. But the company is still falling short of CEO Elon Musk's long-run goal of consistent 50% annual growth. Those results are global. The company does not break down geographical results, so we won't know its U.S. performance until we get vehicle registration data in five or six weeks. Speaking of Tesla's accelerating competition, Rivian built more than 9,300 EVs in the first three months of the year as it aims to ramp up production. That topped the average of analyst estimates, which was for 8,700 vehicles assembled. Rivian says it delivered almost 8,000 EVs to customers in the first quarter. The Irvine, California-based company was seen as a leading challenger to EV market leader Tesla after a blockbuster 2021 stock listing, but its first year of production was marked by multiple setbacks, including missed targets due to a supply chain crunch and a sharp drop in its shares. And Ford Credit is launching what it describes as its first direct-to-consumer ad campaign since it was founded in 1959. One ad features close-ups of Ford vehicles and the sound of a revving engine with the message, the best Ford ever is the one you can call yours. The digital-only effort includes buys on Instagram and Google search, as well as in streaming content and display ads. It's a sign of the times with the rise of online car shopping in a more competitive market. While auto financing used to be an afterthought, banks, Credit unions and automaker controlled lenders 
are now hitting up consumers a lot earlier in the buying process. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, you're already in New York for the New York Auto Show. What should we expect this week? You know, hopefully there won't be any uh, disruptions due to uh, former President Trump's uh, arrest and the possible protests around that. Otherwise, I'm expecting a show that'll be pretty similar to last year, maybe a little bit more newsy. Last year, really, you know, the only two automakers really showed up for the auto show, uh, Hyundai Group and Stellantis. This year, they're both back. You know, Hyundai is going to have the all-new Kona. Stellantis has a Jeep and Ram press conferences scheduled. Uh, one addition for this year is uh, Subaru, so we'll see what they have to offer. So it might be just a, a little more lively as auto shows kind of work through the challenge of how automakers look at their marketing budgets. But here we are in New York where the show keeps, uh, keeps pumping along. Should be an interesting week. Coming up, Lithia now sits at the top of the dealership group Mountain. We'll talk about how it beat AutoNation in sales last year, next on Daily Drive. Hi, I'm Pete Bigelow, host of Shift, a podcast about mobility from Automotive News. Each week, I bring you a conversation with leaders who are on the cutting edge of transportation, like this one with consultant and strategist Salika Josiah Talbot. The technologists are forcing themselves in a space that they shouldn't be. And I think the social scientists and politicians are falling down on the job. To hear more about the new technology and policy reshaping the way people and goods move around, join me on Shift. New episodes each Sunday on autonews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. One of our most important publications of the year is the list of the top 150 dealership groups based in the U.S., it's out today, and it's not just a database of auto retailing companies. How it changes from year to year tells the story of, or at least one perspective on, the U.S. auto industry. People use it to scout out the competition or potential business partners, sometimes just for bragging rights. Whatever it means to you and your business, the list based on 2022 sales is out. And to help sort out all of the changes in this year's list, I called Amy Wilson, who directs our retail coverage here at Automotive News. I reached her at her home office in Atlanta. Amy Wilson, welcome back to Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. I'm glad to be here. The new Top 150 list is out. Amy, let's take it from the top. There's a new number one dealership group this year. Not a, not a big surprise to Automotive News readers, but it is now official. Lithia Motors is the biggest, uh, overtaking AutoNation. Lithia has been growing fast, doing a lot of acquisitions. AutoNation, not so much. Uh, what's what's going on there? What's the different strategies? Yeah, that's right. Certainly, it was it was not unexpected. We actually told people back in February that uh, according to the 2022 uh, sales numbers, Lithia had surpassed AutoNation. So we we knew they were going to rise to this number one spot on our list. You hit it. It's that. Lithia is just this juggernaut when it comes to making acquisitions, and it's a, a specific strategy that CEO Brian DeBoer started a decade ago, and every year it's just steamrolling. And, you know, they continued to make huge acquisitions in 2021 and 2022 that increased their new vehicle sales in 2022 to the level where they just blew by AutoNation. AutoNation, by contrast, has not been focused on acquiring franchised dealerships. While they have had some acquisitions uh, recently of that nature, they've been deploying their money on 
share buybacks. They've been deploying their money on a couple of other things, uh, investing in their AutoNation USA used vehicle only stores and buying a finance company and buying a mobile repair service company recently. So they're really differing strategies. And that's where you end up with uh, Lithia rising to number one and, and AutoNation falling to number two after being at the top spot for 25 years. They have been there since 1997. And Luthia hasn't slowed down. They are still doing deals. Uh, you know, uh, Brian DeBoer talked about, you know, buying 100 to 150 stores in the next two to three years. Uh, they just bought Jardine in the UK, a pretty expensive, uh, pretty major investment there. The gap could widen further. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lithia, you know, is committed to more deal making, and you know, one can only wonder that the Jardine acquisition in the UK is just a, you know, placeholder for Lithia in Europe, uh, and there's more expansion there. Brian's even at one point mentioned the country of Australia. Uh, that was a while back, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I would expect. Lithia to continue to grow and to for that gap to continue to widen. Yeah, and uh, we had the news uh, was it last year when they went into Canada. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, some global ambitions. But the trend is a lot bigger than Lithia. When we crunch into the numbers, you know, the the bigger groups just got bigger. Whether you look at it by the top ten or the whole top one hundred and fifty. Yeah, Jamie, absolutely, that's right. And really, if if you go back for the last few years, it's really been a story of consolidation and seeing consolidation reshape our list and reshape you know the market share of the top 10 and the in the top 150 on the list and we go into that data really deep we spend a lot of time analyzing what we've collected from the dealership groups who are on the list and we cross reference with you know our all our other data that our um, automotive news research and data center collects such as new vehicle sales and our dealership census things like that and so we're able to come up with some really good data about that and in 2022 the top 10 groups crossed 10% uh share of US uh, light vehicle sales for the first time and the top 150 was nearly at 25% uh, share of the U.S. total light vehicle sales. So this group is hitting uh, new milestones. Um, and we, we've seen that over the last several years, you know, really start to grow dramatically. And we're also seeing it when you look at the number of stores that are controlled by the groups on the top 10 or the top 150. That also has been jumping by pretty uh, dramatic percentage increases each year over the last few years. And definitely was seen in 2022. One thing that we tracked very closely in 2021 were mega deals involving some of the biggest companies on the list. Lithia uh, buying Suburban, the biggest deal, of course, Asbury buying Larry H. Miller. These were deals that closed midway or toward the end of 2021. So the true effects of those deals really weren't seen on our list until 2022. But uh, those companies that made those big acquisitions had a full year of the sales that came with those stores to really help their numbers in 2022. So certainly consolidation continues to you know, reshape 
the auto retail industry and we're seeing it on our list and and with this data we collect. Yeah, no, that's it's interesting, right? There were the, all those mega deals in 2021 and you know seemed to be like a, a record year for deal making. Last year also very robust, but not not as many huge deals and not as much activity from the publicly owned groups other than Lithia. Is there a sense that deal making is is slowing down with interest rates going higher and maybe profits starting to get a little more normalized? Or is it just a relentless drive <laughs> to consolidate? So, I mean, it, it's certainly it's certainly playing a role. And you know, I think what what we are hearing from our contacts who are in that world every day in the trenches, talking to buyers, talking to sellers, is that there may be a bit of an emerging disconnect on the prices being offered and what sellers are wanting to make or expecting to make. And certainly that is influenced by those things you mentioned, interest rates, some of the things happening in the economy. And so that's a story to watch. That's something that will probably continue to happen. But really, despite that, there's a lot of enthusiasm and confidence that these deals are just going to continue. I mean, that this is just a moment in the industry, you know, where we're seeing a lot of change. And, you know, going back to Lithia at the number one spot this year, you know, Brian DeBoer and, you know, his big audacious goal to grow Lithia has been a catalyst for this. It's really gotten a, a lot of uh, other dealership groups from the publics, as well as some of the big privates, it's really sort of vaulted them into the buy-sell market in a way that they had not been before. Before we wrap up, I want to touch on, there's a good number of new names this year. What's what's going on there? Yeah, we had 13 new dealership groups coming to the list this year. Some of them are just newer groups that have grown a lot. Again, it kind of goes back to this you know activity in the buy-sell market that we've been talking about a lot. But you know we've had sort of this phenomenon that we've seen where there are auto dealerships, franchise dealerships have been so profitable in recent years. They're good, strong businesses, and it's drawn a lot of investor attention. And so you've seen investors and strong operators come together and you've seen new groups form and they've, they've gone in and picked up stores. And so, you know, we saw 13 dealership groups added to the list. And some of those, certainly that's what you were seeing happening. Some of those more recently formed groups that have gotten big fast. Yeah. The industry, the franchise auto retailing in particular has just proven the resiliency of its of its model, right? Of time and time again. And investors, people who are in the industry know it and see the proof and want more of it. And people who are outside of the industry are looking over and going, this is an interesting industry over here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're seeing both of those. Well, we see how it all shakes out every year in the top 150 dealership groups uh, list. And thank you so much for all the work that goes into that. Amy Wilson, Director of Retail Coverage at Automotive News. Thanks for joining me today. Great. Thanks, Jamie. It was great to talk to you. You can find the full list of the top 150 dealership groups based in the U.S. at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own David Phillips and Ad Ages EJ Schultz for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, first quarter sales results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. 
If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.